Today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year begins in the start of the new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gear to your show, support your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that does not mean that you can't watch basketball from your couch and style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Podgo to bring listeners 75% off select items. Yes, you heard it right. Go to podgo.co forward slash NBA for up to 75% on select items from the NBA store. The NBA is where amazing happens. The Back Row Redskins Show. So, guys, man, on this episode, man, we're going to talk about the playoff uh, matchup between the Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, We're going to talk about um, QB options for the future. And then we're going to look at the the year as a whole. We're going to look at what went right, what went wrong, what we can improve on, you know, things that surprised us and things that, you know, didn't go so well. So um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. So guys, man, the Washington football team lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 23. Um, it was a it, look, it was a great game. I had fun watching the game. Uh, Taylor Heineke had a great game. And the thing with Taylor Heineke is he brought some excitement to the team, some like an excitement that we haven't had all year. I think even though it was just one game and a little sample of the game versus um, Carolina, I think you kind of see the kind of player that Taylor Heineke is. He's very accurate. Um, he puts the ball in great places. He, he has a great release. And, you know, I put out a, a, a post on Twitter saying that I love Taylor Heineke. And a fan kind of got into it with me saying, how can you love a player after one game? How can you not? How can you not? Taylor Heineke you know, quarterback from Old Dominion, a guy that was studying for an exam, a guy that's not supposed to be in the NFL. How can you not love this story? You know, comes in, he knows the system, and he plays his heart out. He was going toe-to-toe with the GOAT, Tom Brady, and you're telling me that I can't love Taylor Heineke because he's only played one good game. Like, what the heck? That's just stupid. I'm not saying that Taylor Heineke should be the starter. I think he should have every opportunity to compete. I think he should be on the roster, most definitely. Uh, but obviously, he's not the answer long term as of right now. You know, anything can happen between now and then. Um, I do think that, you know, we need to bring in a veteran quarterback. But we're going to get into that. Back to this game, Washington versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when you look at the game, uh, Tom Brady was able to shred this defense um, he had 40 uh, pass attempts. He completed 22 of those, and he had 381 yards passing and two touchdowns. Now, I saw a lot of fans saying that the defense sucks. Oh, the defense is not good because Tom Brady shredded the defense. Obviously, there are areas in the defense that we can improve, and, you know, there's that whole thing you know, whole thing that, hey, Chase Young called Tom Brady out and he doesn't even have a good game. He doesn't even have a sack, but he did more than that. I mean, if you watched the game, you will see that Chase Young was held a lot. 
You know, he he was held a lot. Uh, uh, Deron Payne did have two sacks. Montez Sweat did have a sack. So, I mean, three sacks as a team. The number that I always look for is six. You guys know that by now. I look for six sacks in the game. It gives us a better chance of winning. But uh, we did get three sacks. Uh, Leonard Fournette stepped in for Ronald Jones the second. Um, he had 19 carries for 93 yards. That's another area where, you know, we struggled. We struggled to – to tackle Leonard Fournette. Um, uh, also, that Antonio Brown uh, run, he, man, I thought this guy was going to take it to the house. Antonio Brown is still good. He's still fast, and he's been on his best behavior for the most part. Um, Mike Evans had six receptions for 119 yards. Um, Cameron Bray, that this is the third-string tight end. This is just how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Cameron Bray had four receptions for 80 yards. Uh, he was destroying our linebackers and our safeties. Antonio Brown had two receptions for 49 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Godwin had five receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Fournette pitched in with four catches for 39 yards. Fournette is an underrated receiving back. Um, I think those were skills that he was able to develop his last season with the Jags. Uh, Gronkowski was targeted one time and didn't have a catch. That 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 was shocking. That was surprising. I thought that Tom Brady and Gronkowski were, were going to have much of a, a, you know, connection together. But when you look at the target share, Mike Evans was targeted 10 times. Godwin was targeted 12 times. I think Chris Godwin is the most dangerous receiver on this team. He can go inside. He can go outside. Um, so can so can Antonio Brown. So can Mike Evans. But um, each receiver brings a different flavor to the game. And, um, you know, even with the with the limited targets that Antonio Brown got with three, he caught two of them and one of them happened to be a touchdown. So sometimes it's not about the targets here. Sometimes it's about the about the production. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn did lose another fumble. Uh, I think this guy is not on this roster come next year. Either that or, man, he falls way behind in, in the depth chart. Levante David, a guy who's going to be a free agent this season, he had nine tackles, and he also had a sack. Um, they were also missing their other superstar linebacker, uh, Devin White. Had he been there, I mean, he – look, Devin White can ball, man. Devin White can ball, and he has nine sacks already this season. So I think Levante David did a pretty good job filling in on, you know, the kinds of things that they like to do. They have two really good linebackers. Um, Antoine Winfield did his thing. Um, this is a very underrated defense. I understand. Hey, they gave up 23 points to Washington and possibly could have could have lost this game. They, they if Tom Brady doesn't throw for you know two two touchdowns, they probably don't win. Um, so I mean, they were able to move the ball at will. Um, we were unable to stop Tom Brady, but this defense is a very talented defense regardless of how they looked on the field um, this past Saturday. Um, you look at the team as a whole, I've always said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a team that they can either lose in the first round or they can win the whole thing. They're just that kind of team. They're just that deep uh, and talented. And they play, they play the Saints this week. I don't even know if they beat the Saints or not, but um, it's the matchup that is favorable to them. I mean, that's a pretty good matchup. Saints in uh, Tampa Bay, they're so similar in so many different ways other than the Saints have a better defense 
than Tampa Bay. But, yeah, we, we look at Washington. Uh, Taylor Heineke had a great game, threw the ball 44 times in 26 uh, completions. Now, in a game like this, to be honest, if Alex Smith played this game and we got down and we got down big, I'm not sure that Alex Smith would have been able to bring us back. Not only is, you know, he's lost some of his mobility, but that leg, we, I mean, we watched the Eagles game and he was just unable to do anything positive. So already I was happy if we started Taylor Heineke. I've been calling for Taylor Heineke for the past two weeks, ever since I seen him play. And um, I'm glad that uh, he had a good game. I mean, it was a legendary game. It was one of the best games that I've seen a quarterback play since I've been a Washington football fan. Um, he had 306 yards passing. He had a touchdown. He had a, he had an interception, but the interception was tipped. Either way, he had a pick. Um, then you look at the rushing. Antonio Gibson didn't have a good game, and he rushed the ball 14 times for 31 yards. Um, I'm going to talk about what we need to do move, moving forward when I get to that portion of the podcast. But uh, Taylor Heineck, he led the team in rushing. He had six uh, carries for 46 yards, and he had that awesome touchdown where he dove. I mean, he dove for that touchdown, and uh, I mean, I, I think I was just yelling. I was yelling. My house was loud. I mean, it was just a great moment. Had we got that two-point conversion and made the game 18-18, the game could have gone a whole lot different. Uh, but, yeah, Taylor Heineke definitely gave me hope. Um, there was there was no point in the game that I felt that we didn't have a chance. It felt like this is something that we've been missing all season, which is good quarterback play or great quarterback play or consistent quarterback play. We didn't have any of that. Alex had flashes. He you know, played good in the Pittsburgh game and then another game here or there. But this was the best quarterback play that I've seen all season. Um, we look at the receivers, man. Cam Sims had seven receptions for 104 yards. Um, he made timely throws, but he did have, you know, that big drop. They made us all mad, but you can't be too mad when he was consistent for the most part. Uh, I think Cam Sims has earned him a roster spot next year, and I would love to see Cam Sims be the third or fourth wide receiver, most likely the fourth wide receiver. I want to see us add some weapons in free agency. Um, Terry McLaurin has six receptions for 75 yards. Uh, Logan Thomas, uh, five receptions for, for 74 yards. Uh, Steven Sims, look, Steven Sims, has been terrible this season, but Taylor Heineke made him look good. It was two throws to Steven Sims. It was one uh, that was, uh, you know, on that drive heading for a touchdown. That I mean, sideline throw, he caught it, dragged his feet, toe drag swag, and then in the end zone, similar play, the exact same play, actually, and he caught it, you know, had his feet in bounds, and then Jeremy Sprinkle had a catch. Jeremy Sprinkle had a catch. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke's the GOAT, man. If you can get Jeremy Sprinkle to catch the ball and make Steven Sims look decent, you know, I, look, honestly, I don't know if Steve Sims, uh, Steven Sims is on the roster next year. I don't know, man. I don't know. We got to upgrade big time when it comes to the, to the skill positions. Uh, J.D. McKissick, man, he only had two receptions for eight yards. That's surprising. But, hey, the wide receivers and the tight end stepped up. So, J.D. McKissick really wasn't needed. I mean, he did he did rush for a touchdown. So, so that's always good. On defense, Jeremy Reeves, man, that's another guy who has stepped up this season. Not the best in coverage, but he had uh, 10 tackles. Um, nine of those were solo. So, that's pretty good. Uh, Holcomb had seven. 
Um, Deron Payne had two sacks. Sweat had a sack. Um, and then you, you look at the corners. You can pick on the corners all you want. You're not going to play many teams that have three pro bowlers, essentially, in Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. And then you have an all-time great tight end. Like, you're not going to play too many offenses like this. So you can pick on the corners all you want. I think the corners have played well. I believe that Darby should get a, a contract extension with the team. Um, and Dustin Hopkins made the only field goal that he kicked. Um, Tressway had five punts, one inside the 20. So when you look at this, man, we were outmatched. And any game that we play, as long as we have a chance to win it, that's all I want. All I want is a chance, and Taylor Heineke gave us that chance. So, like I said, guys, it was a great game. Um, tough way to end the season, but hey, you know, nobody gave us a chance. You know, a team that won seven games, nobody gave us a chance. So, I mean, it was good to come out there on national TV, play well. Like, I'm like people that I, people that know me that also know that I love the football team, they, they're like, man, y'all are building something special. That defense is special. So now I want to get into the segment um, of where we go from here. Where do we go from here? You know, after winning seven games, after winning the the weak NFC East uh, division, making the playoffs, making some noise in the playoffs, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. I mean, that's the biggest need. And because we're picking pick 19, now, let's say, for example, that we didn't make the playoffs and we were, you know, in a position to pick top 10. Yeah, we would have had a chance at a better quarterback. We would have had a chance at a quarterback. But picking at, picking at 19, we're, I mean – the quarterbacks that I like, which is Trevor Lawrence, Fields, and uh, Zach Wilson, that's my favorite. We're not going to have a chance at any of those three guys, okay? Then you look at guys like Trask and Mac Jones and, you know, some of these other guys. Even Trey Lance. People keep saying Trey Lance. I guess as draft mode for me approaches, I'm going to do some more research on Trey Lance I just don't know. But what one thing I do know is that he's mobile and Scott Turner and Ron Rivera do love mobile quarterbacks. So that's a possibility. But to me, I don't think he's ready to be a, to be an NFL quarterback. And my whole thing is whoever that Ron Rivera and Scott Turner Smith get, it has to be somebody that they believe in. You can't just draft a quarterback and say after two years, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, this guy is not a NFL quarterback. No, whoever they draft, if they draft a quarterback, they're gonna have to have to develop that quarterback. Um, I think that Matthew Stafford would be a perfect fit with this team, but also I'm not about trading a first round pick to get Matthew Stafford. So that's kind of where I stand. I don't want to lose pick 19. I seen somebody say pick 19 and a third round pick to get Matthew Stafford. Ah, nah. I'm like maybe two thirds or a second and a third, I just don't feel confident in giving him a, a, um, a first-round pick. Um, you know, I talked uh, about, you know, Alex Smith coming in uh, as a quarterback who was traded for, but he didn't pan out because he got hurt. Um, but when, you, when you're bringing in these quarterbacks that are 33 years old, 34 years old, 32 years old, in their early 30s, Quarterbacks, yes. Quarterbacks are playing until they're 40. But is bringing in Matthew Stafford worth the 19th pick? 
I mean, you get Matthew Stafford, this team becomes automatically better. Okay. I think that we have a championship caliber defense. We need to make some tweaks. Obviously, we 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 need to add a a, a free safety. We need to add a linebacker or two. But that D line is set. I think the corners are set. If you re-sign Darby, I I truly believe that Darby needs to be re-signed. Um, he was a key acquisition that has panned out for us. Um, so, yeah, I think the defense is elite. It's championship uh, caliber. You add a linebacker or two. Um, you know, you add, you know, maybe another corner for depth. You add a, a, a free safety, and this defense can be a top defense in the league. That's how I feel about about the whole situation. Now, if you bring in a quarterback, you look at the options. You got guys like Cam Newton, which I, I don't I don't want Cam Newton in uh, DC. I I just don't. Um, you also have guys like Mariota, and you're hearing maybe you can trade for a Derek Carr. Look, if we don't get Stafford, I'm okay with Derek Carr. If Derek Carr is going to be a cheaper option, I'm cool with Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. I think he's mobile enough to move within the pocket. Now, in terms of scrambling, I don't think he'll he'll scramble. He will when he when he needs to, but he's more of a guy that can move around in the pocket and make some plays. Okay. Now, Matthew Stafford, he's probably the best option out of all the options that are out there. Matt Ryan, no. Matt Ryan is going to be too expensive. And then, then he's old. He's older. I think he's like 30, 36 or something like that. So, yeah, I, I, want, I want to get Matthew Stafford. I would not trade more than a fourth-round pick. Obviously, they're not going to give you Matthew – I mean, uh, Matt Ryan for a fourth-round pick. And then that contract, that contract is sick. The contract is crazy. So maybe he might be cheap to move, <laughs> especially if they're going to draft a guy like uh, Fields. So let's say that we're able to trade the first-round pick to get Matthew Stafford. What do we do at tackle? I still believe the team needs a left tackle. With Sadiq Charles, we don't know what's going on. We don't even know if Sadiq Charles can be a starting left tackle. Good prospect. I'm hoping he can be a starting left tackle. There's no uh, uh, problems with having more than enough uh, you know, depth or tackles on your roster. You want as many good players as possible. Now, obviously, our offensive line started out bad, but then they definitely improved. I've seen uh, a guy saying that they'll take Trent Williams back. I'll take Trent Williams back at the right price, but he's going to be expensive. He's going to be at least $20 million, at least $20 million. I'd rather spend money elsewhere. I'd rather draft my dream scenario is draft either a left tackle in the draft or a wide receiver or a linebacker. But let's see what happens in free agency. Free agency is going to be key. There's tons of wide receivers out there. Um, I want Allen Robinson, but he's going to be very expensive, but I think he's worth it. You got Chris Godwin out there. Um, you got Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster fits on this team, regardless of the stupid things that he's done in the past. I, I think he's a good player. Um, I think he's going to go somewhere and fit. Um, then you got guys like T.Y. Hilton out there. You got A.J. Green. You got some of these vets. Some of these vets are like the last resort. Um, there's a possibility that we get a guy like Corey Davis. Corey Davis is like second tier, second tier kind of guy. T.Y. Hilton is third tier kind of guy because of his age and mileage on him. So, Possibility Washington signs a Corey Davis at a $16 million a year. 
Is it worth it, guys? I'm asking you guys. Is it is it is it worth it? Corey Davis at sixteen million dollars a year. Could be, could be. And just keep in mind, you got to pay Terry. You got to pay Terry in two years. So if you're paying Corey sixteen, that means Terry at about twenty, or you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty million. So yeah, keep that in mind. As much as you guys want to sign free agents and bring in guys, just know that you got guys of your own that you got to pay. So if you're bringing in Corey for 15, 16 million, Terry definitely got to get more because I'm projecting Terry to, you know, take another step next season, especially if we're able to get a quarterback. Then you look at linebackers. You got guys like Jayon Brown from the Titans out there. You got um, Levante David. He's available. Uh, those are the top two. Uh, there's some other guys out there, but those are the top two that jump out to my mind right now. And then you look at tight end. I'm good with Logan Thomas. Good with Logan Thomas. Maybe we add another guy in the draft. Or maybe we sign a guy like Gerald Everett. You know, there's going to be some tight ends out there that are going to be affordable in free agency. You just got to go and attack. Uh, because these tight ends will go fast. Um, some guys are going to be overpaid. Like Hunter Henry, I believe, is going to be overpaid. He's an option. Um, so we'll see what happens tight end-wise, wide receiver-wise, uh, safety. We definitely need a free safety. If we can draft one, uh, I'm so confident in Kyle Smith and Ron in the draft that if we draft a free safety in the seventh round, look, I'll be just I'll be believing that he can be the next Cam Carl. Now, obviously, Cam Carl deserves to start. Um, and you when you talk about the defensive rookie of the year with Jeremy Chin and you know Chase Young, it's not a comp. I mean, it's not even a competition because. Jeremy Chin is not even better than Cam Carl. When you look at the numbers, go look at the numbers side by side. Cam Carl started less games than Jeremy Chin and still outproduced Jeremy Chin. So just take a look at the numbers. Um, yeah, I do believe this team needs to make some major, major uh, moves at quarterback. Um, we definitely have to. There, there's also a scenario where we trade pick 19 and then maybe one of the third round picks to move up to get a guy, let's just say like, like a guy like Zach Wilson, let's say he falls to maybe nine or 10, you know, this draft is going to be crazy. I'm hearing that Devontae Smith is a top five player. Okay, cool. Quarterback slide down. I'm hearing, you know, Micah Parsons and Panay Sewell. And, I mean, there's so many guys. There's a top heavy draft and it's a draft that's deep at wide receivers. So if it's a top heavy draft, also, there's lots of teams that need quarterbacks. There's going to be teams trading into the top 15 to get a quarterback. So I don't think any of the, the like I said, the top-tier quarterbacks uh, fall. But then there's also a possibility you can draft a Kyle Trask or uh, or uh, Mac Jones in the second uh, second round, which a lot of fans, like to me, Mac Jones reminds me of a Phillip Rivers. I'm not saying he's going to become as good as Phillip Rivers, but – just when I kind of look at them throw the ball, even though that Phillip Rivers has like a little sidearm, funny hitch thing to his throw. But when I look at Mac Jones, I see a lot of Phillip Rivers. Um, he's a guy that's not mobile, but hey, if you put him on the right team, he can do some stuff. If you, if you put Mac Jones on a team that has lots of weapons, two pretty good, um, let's say wide receivers, tight end. Let's say Mac Jones goes to the Rams in the second or third round. And something happens to Jared Goff. You know, he's he's definitely capable 
of stepping in with that roster and looking decent. So, yeah, a lot of these quarterbacks that don't go first, they're probably going to go second and maybe third as depth guys. As I mean, when you can get a quarterback that has potential in the second or third, maybe even fourth to be your backup, I mean, sometimes that's what teams do. So um, definitely, definitely need uh, some weapons. Um, I'm looking forward to a pretty good free agency. Um, obviously, we need to re-sign um, Brandon Sheriff. He wants to be the highest paid guard in the league. I believe we make him the highest paid guard. Uh, we should have got the done. I mean, we should have got the deal done before the season started. But because now he's a pro bowler and an all pro, price just went up. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be the highest paid guard in the league. He deserves the money. He's that good. Um, people say he didn't play so well in the playoffs, man. Look, go find quality guards. Go find quality guards. You can't find it. You, I mean, you can't find any. And when you have one, you got to pay him. You got to pay him. Uh, they paid Chase Rullier. He's, you know, going to be with the team for a while now. Uh, Morgan Moses is locking down the right side. So, um, you know, left guard, Wes Swisher played pretty well. I think he gets another deal uh, to be the uh, permanent left guard. And then we just got to worry about left tackle. You know, whether Trent comes back, whether you draft somebody else, whether, you know, they want to go into the whole thing with Christian and um, – Charles, we'll see. Remains to be seen. So plenty moves to be made. Uh, I'm excited for it. After the playoffs, I'm in draft mode. We're going to have some draft episodes coming. We're going to have some guests who really dissect the draft. And we're going to look at every position as a series. We're going to do a running back series, a wide receiver series, you know, safety linebackers, and just kind of look at how we can improve the team. We're going to try to make things as realistic as possible. I don't want to like just throw names out there, you know, um, but everything is available from A through Z. But we're going to look at, you know, the realistic choices. You know, sometimes things happen. Sometimes you go ahead and get a free agent that you didn't think that you were going to get. Maybe, you know, you know, you have four or five, six guys and then maybe you're able to get number six and everybody's, you know, shocked. But, yeah, guys, that's the episode, man. I'm excited for next season. I'm excited to see what we do. Thank you guys for uh, the support. Uh, be sure to uh, share this podcast with as many people as you can. If you're listening on Apple, please be sure to review, rate, and, uh, you know, five-star. Um, I will appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, guys, you guys be safe, and I love you guys. I'm out. <laughs>